Are you feeling burnt out and disconnected? Do you feel like you're doing all the things to get back in control of your time and energy, but it's not working? Deep down, you know there's more to life than this, but you're not sure how to access it, and you're ready for a strategic shift. Consider joining us for our next round of Mastery and or our Mastery Plus business program, where you get personalized one-on-one support, accountability, and mindset training. Visit Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash mastery, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Visit today for details. Hello and welcome. You are going to hear me. Uh, well, I'm recording today on my walk. And one, it's a reminder to get your daily movement in, love your body, deeply trust yourself. And two, let's just not overcomplicate life. So today I'm going to talk about, it's a parenting episode, and I'm going to talk about why it is so difficult to hold a boundary with our kids and of course with ourselves because oftentimes how we do one thing is how we do everything. And it was actually years ago, I used to podcast this way and I just find it so freeing. Um, and a lot of, and I'll get to the point of boundaries in a second, but a lot of when we do things our way, things go easier when we show up in a way that we think we should show up, things get more difficult. And so over the years, you know, my team and other people are like, we got to put this on YouTube. We need video, blah, blah, blah. And that's great. That's awesome. But if we want something done, let's just do less better. We don't need to be perfect all the time. And when we are trying to be perfect all the time, it's just not going to feel natural. So that brings me to boundaries. There's two types of people. The person who asks, how can I? And the person that says, how can I? And then follows through with the advice you give them. And I often find when it comes to parenting specifically, The number one challenge is not that people don't know the strategy that they need to implement. It's that they don't know how to hold a boundary. No, (laughs) they do know how to hold a boundary. It's emotionally uncomfortable to hold a boundary. So when I'm talking to people about parenting, let's say screen time, for example, or anything. It could be like, no, we don't do that. But let's use screen time as an example. Let's say you have a rule and a strategy that, you know, no screen time before XYZ. No screen time after XYZ. You've made the rule. You've communicated the rule. You've implemented the rule. And then the child either doesn't listen and they push the boundary 
right? They do it anyways. Or they keep asking until you eventually break down and kind of give in and just push, like you, you just kind of give in. You're just like surrender. You're like, oh my God, this is exhausting to hold a boundary. Cause it is, it takes a lot of energy to hold a boundary. So I find in modern parenting, the actual challenge is we don't trust ourselves. And when we don't trust ourselves because we are so wounded and traumatized from our own childhoods and life in general, and our culture does not allow us to feel safe feeling our feelings, then when we are actually feeling a feeling, we feel like we are fundamentally failing as a parent. And feeling like you are fundamentally failing as a parent, regardless if you are the mother or the father, that is like feeling like you are failing as a human. So it's kind of like anything else in life, whether it is your habits, your routine, the second you say, I'll do it tomorrow, or we'll start doing this after the new year, or this is our busy season. Once it calms down, then I will. Those are the secrets. Those are the symptoms. I say secrets. They're the symptoms that you don't deeply trust yourself and that you are going to deflect your feelings. Because when you, as a parent, decide to implement a boundary, by the way, you're the adult, right? Our kids have been gifted everything. And they can have opportunities and privileges, but it doesn't need to be 24-7. But the reason why people are so emotionally uncomfortable with boundaries is because it disrupts other people's emotional states and it makes them look at their own. And when you are forced to look at your own emotions, that is where you become. So you become this person, this stronger person, like emotionally strong person, and you're putting in the reps of being the type of person that can hold a boundary. So I want to recap. Typically, it's not that we don't know how to hold the boundary. It's that when we're holding the boundary, it's emotionally uncomfortable. One of my favorite, favorite all-time quotes is, we teach people how to treat us. And so when we become the type of person that bends the boundaries often, our children learn that. And they know she's going to hold this for three days and then <clears throat> I can break her down. And it's not that our kids are being emotionally manipulative. Our children are being children. So a lot of times I'm getting um, messages from parents saying, my child is a boundary pusher. And I'm like, great. You know that. 
right? You know that. So why does it still make you angry? You know that. So why does it still make you angry? If you look at the weather and you know there's going to be a season um, that's going to be cold, you prepare for it, right? The weather doesn't change because you're emotionally uncomfortable. The weather just shows up and you have to alter your state, your life because of the weather. So if the weather is a boundary, it holds, it holds its boundary firm. So if the weather is you, you have to understand that when we want people to treat us a certain way, we have to hold the boundaries that we know we need to put into place. I have actually never met another human that didn't know what boundary they needed. Never. I have never met one human that didn't know what boundary they needed. I know a lot of people don't hold boundaries because they're afraid of rejection, afraid of abandonment, afraid to feel their feelings, and let's just be honest, they're being human, but I've never met somebody that didn't know how to, like, that they needed a boundary. So let me give you additional, like, additional thoughts on this. So oftentimes people are like, well, how do I implement the boundary? You just communicate. If you are angry or resentful, That is your body's way of saying, this doesn't feel good to me. I need to pivot my behavior or situation or environment to feel safe. I don't feel safe. But when it's our kids, we have so many stories around, well, they're supposed to. If I don't do this, I'm a bad mother. If I don't do this, I am failing at my core as a woman, as a mother, as a partner. And that's not true. So this is another reason why I think our children are here to teach us things. Because... If you sucked at boundaries previously, you could probably get away with it. People will just like leave your life or you'll stop talking to them. But when it's your children, they're there all the time. So they're poking the wound. They're poking the wound and forcing you to look at your emotions. They're poking the wound and forcing you to not only learn how to implement a boundary, but it might also be asking for help. And maybe it's not even about asking for help. Maybe they're asking you or teaching you to deeply trust yourself. 
So when people ask me, how do I hold a boundary? <coughs> There's so many reasons why we don't hold boundaries. But I think first you have to ask yourself, what do I want? And how do I want to feel? And you've, you've heard me say that many, many times, right? It could be a relationship. It could be your life. What do I want and how do I want to feel? If you want to feel spacious, if you want to feel alive, if you want to feel energized, and you implement or you just want a healthy environment, right? Example, going back to screen time. You're like, I just want everyone in my home, it's my house, to have, like, I want to teach them some wellness habits. So you implement the boundary. Of course, that is disruptive. Of course, other people are going to be uncomfortable about it. Like, expect that. Expect any time you are changing somebody else's behavior, like someone else's environment, that is disruptive to the brain. And it is go their brain is going to go back to the familiar zone. So oftentimes, we are judging our children for not being able to self-regulate when in reality, we don't know how to self-regulate. And if you do not know how to self-regulate, how do you expect a child that you've raised to have skills that their role model doesn't have? I don't know about you, but as a driven woman raising children, time is my most valuable resource and anything I can implement into my day that allows me to eliminate decision fatigue, I'm all for. That's why I'm such a huge fan of AG1. The brain, gut, and immune health support in every scoop is the simplest habit I have ever instilled into my day. AG1 simplifies getting the nutrients your body needs. That's why I trust it for my daily support. Take charge of your health with AG1. Try it now and receive one year supply, one free year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash EU drinkag1.com forward slash E-U. Right? How do we expect children to have skills that the adults who are raising them don't have? And this is why I'm always, always advocating to, for us to do the work first, because we want to invest in other people. We want our children to learn the skills. We want our children to be healthy and happy. We want our children to do all these things. And yet we don't realize that the adults are the ones teaching them. But unfortunately, or fortunately, we are the main adult in our children's lives. 
And although they spend a lot of time with teachers and educators and other people, we are going to be the constant in their life. So if you don't know how to hold a boundary and sit with people's emotional discomfort, they will know. And the only way out is through. And so I've been talking a lot about this concept in my community about deep self-trust and how, how would we act and how would we like live our lives if we deeply trusted ourselves? How would we show up differently? What boundaries would you implement in your personal and professional life if you deeply trusted yourself. And beyond, let's say beyond parenting for a second, I've been observing (coughs) this in my own life on many, many occasions. And again, the first sign that a boundary needs to be implemented is when I'm feeling resentful. So if I'm resentful at home, at work, I know a boundary has been crossed that I most likely let happen or a boundary needs to be implemented. So what I do is I sit with pen and paper and I write everything that I'm resentful about. So I just might write, resentment at the top of the page and I will write it doesn't have to be correct but I will write everything that is annoying the shit out of me everything where I feel resentful and all of those areas of my life or all of those little things or the things that I don't like or the things that make me angry are opportunities and so you have to shift your thinking into opportunities. How can I? How can I put a boundary here? How can I say no thank you? And oftentimes it's boundaries with ourselves. It's boundaries with our own emotions. It's boundaries with our people pleaser. It's boundaries with our anxiety. Like you might need, you might know what needs to happen and you can visualize it. So let's go back to screen time. You have pen and paper, you're writing down what makes you frustrated or resentful or whatever, and screen time is on there with yourself, with your children, whatever. So then your next step is to make a rule. After making a rule, you're like, okay, no electronics in the room, in the bedroom after 8 p.m. for yourself. Um, Kids... They turn off at whatever time, right? You have the rule, but there's no emotion attached to it. It's just a rule. That's it. It's the same as everyone knows what to eat. Everyone knows what they need to do with physical exercise, but they don't do it because it's emotionally uncomfortable and they're not held accountable. So then you start implementing, you start implementing the rule, And the first time it gets uncomfortable, you want to run away from your feelings. And so you have to sit. 
You have to sit with your shit. You have to sit with your feelings. You have to sit with the idea that the only way out is through. The only way out is through. And if you are going to have the transformation for yourself or your children that you are seeking, you have to stop looking for the quick fixes. You have to stop delegating your resistance. I see so many parents jumping from one thing to the next thing to the next thing because they don't want to look at their shame and they don't want to look at their fear. And the child's behavior will continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you surrender to the fact that you have to change as well. So if you can't do it for you, do it for them. And what I mean by that is if you can't hold the boundary for yourself, then hold it for them. Hold it for their mental health. And know that your shit's going to come up and you're going to ask yourself, can I do this? Can I really do this? Am I enough? Do I know what I'm doing? And the answer is yes. If you deeply trust yourself, you will be okay. Because we're all just trying to figure it out. Hold the boundary. Make a rule. Feel your feelings. And deeply trust yourself. In March, we celebrate International Women's Day, and we also celebrate the anniversary. This year is the third year anniversary of my book coming out into the world, Dying to Be a Good Mother, How I Dropped the Guilts and Took Control of My Life and My Parenting. And as a thank you for being a part of this community, I wanted to gift you the e-reader version of my book book. So if you head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E book, um, you will be asked to enter your name and your email, and then you're going to be gifted a code where you can enter this into the e-reader of your choice, and you can gift this to a friend, you can send them to the page, um, and that's my gift to you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a huge part of this community. I just love and appreciate you listening and interacting, um, and I would also love if you share this link with a friend, post it on the internet, do all the things and tag me. March is about celebrating us and empowering not only ourselves, but other women around us and the women before us and the women um, next to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.